0: Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you doing tonight? Look at us.
0: Two nights in a row. That's killing it. Absolutely really. killing it. It's my second one today. So you've
1: I'm been looking... busy.
0: I've been very busy. And I got a, another one scheduled tomorrow night. Dang. And I have to be at Michi- in Michigan tomorrow at 9 a.m. So I have to roll out of bed at like 4. And my what? podcast tomorrow night is 8.30. So it's a busy oh. day tomorrow. So What is
1: in Michigan
0: my job my actual job the one that pays me
1: oh
0: yeah the one that actually job yeah the one that cuts me a check every two weeks that i'm required to attend so (laughs) and i can't you know happens. i know and i can't fake an illness so i gotta actually go
1: it's gonna gonna (laughs) be great but i'm very
0: excited to be here tonight because we have a crossfit games rookie with us lauren farhat lauren how are you
2: fine guys how are you good
0: awesome we i ran into lauren at the wide prep party which is okay. at this little bar what's that bar called up north or something like it was that? Up yeah, yeah.
2: yeah cute little like dive bar total total, total madison dive bar <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely a great madison dive bar this one the one of the many things i'm gonna miss in madison and so i yeah. ran into you and i'm assuming that was your coach that was with yep. you
2: my coach carrie
0: and uh, then you ran into Nikki and I both over at the Tupud, yes, booth when we were doing kind of our little meet and greet. My and, first um,
1: and only ever appearance, you guys.
2: I was so <laughs> not
1: excited. That. Yes. I don't have appearances. I, oh. had to, I had to run it all because our schedule is like crazy, you know, with the broadcast and nobody yeah. really knows what we're doing until the moment that we're doing it. And so I had to like, I had to run this schedule by like, four people above me like oh my, my producer my director <laughs> my like all these people i was like do you guys think i could have like an hour is it safe to say for right. this hour i won't be needed and i had to run it up the chain of command like hardcore to be like this." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and everyone was like you what like i know, it, I, know I know it's not usually. it, it is weird it at these things
0: very weird at these things lauren like i run into her baby more than i run into her It's true
1: that's uh, <laughs> true
0: I literally yes. just like, I'll just take a photo and just text it to her and go, hey, look who I found the most I see her all weekend. And
1: get. I'm like, how is he? Because it's also the he's seen <laughs> him more than I've seen him at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, that's my man. He's like no. <laughs> <laughs> he's busy having yeah. fun. See you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, we're here to talk about you. So congratulations on your first year at the games.
2: Yes. You guys so much. Yes. Yeah, my My rookie year is in the bag. I'm so happy to have this one under my belt. I'm so serious. I was like, I was trying to be super chill and like casual before the games. Like, oh no, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to the CrossFit games. No, no big deal. I'm not nervous. But like the two weeks leading up to the CrossFit games, I was so, so nervous. The anticipation was just like killing me. at that time frame where a week is a little better because you're like, okay just a week there's not much that can be done now but two weeks is like you know what maybe within the span of this two weeks i could completely change my fitness and i'm just gonna come out and just like be this insane athlete and then so you start to have these days where you're like all right i'm gonna work on this movement and you start obsessing over it and as you guys know when you start to do that as an athlete things usually start to go kind of astray.
1: you right. get your
2: head about it you're like sitting on the gym floor kind of in tears like why isn't it working more? so anyway i was so glad to just like finally get there be out on the competition floor trust that all the training i had been doing over the past few months was gonna pay off and and take me where i needed it to be so it was really it was really great experience
0: i love it i've seen so many great videos and photos of you coming out of this you you must have that like you do have a very photogenic face, but you must have like on the floor, people must have been like, oh man, we have to get her because because CrossFit had a an amazing video of you doing the handstand walk and, yes. and, and uh, push that out hard. And it was great. It was really cool.
2: My favorite event. So I'm glad they got that one on film. It's funny you say that you think I'm photogenic One, I'm flattered because I CrossFit sent out an email today to all the athletes just like, hey athletes, here's all your competition photos, your headshots. My headshot looks okay, but I swear every single photo I'm competing in, I'm like, either drooling or yeah. my hair is all wonky. My mouth is doing something weird. I'm like, why can't I just look normal here?
0: That is normal.
1: That is, like, is you normal know, for working out. Mid-workout face is like anything but pretty. That means you're doing it right. Yeah.
0: Nikki and I did this. Uh, oh, what was the thing we did together? High rocks together. Yeah. Oh, and, and oh. they have they literally have cameras everywhere like the strobe cameras that just take hundreds of photos all the whole time. And so when it was over, they sent us like early, hey, here's all the photos we've got of you early so you can post them. And there's like a hundred photos of me. I used four. That's how hey, that's how I bad workout one. photos are. They're so bad. Yeah. They're so bad. So yeah. bad.
1: Wasn't
2: They're so bad. I know. I'm like, well, and it's because I am on Instagram looking at all of like the the top Awesome athletes, right? Like Catherine David Sonner, who's like gorgeous, and Tia and, and like Matt. And they have all these like really great, cool looking pictures. You're like, oh my gosh, they look like a Viking and they're yeah. like handsome and beautiful somehow. And then right. there I am. I'm like, Oh good. I think I'm gonna have one savage of jump- like savageable jump- picture here. <laughs> but oh. now i know for next year just try to smile through the pain right oh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> all don't worry about it yes. yeah, just pose for the picture
1: that could be first priority and then the workout could be second priority well, I
2: know well, the thing is, is like if you didn't take a picture it didn't actually happen right so uh, obviously
0: <laughs> you, you actually posted a photo of the day of you and a good friend of ours amy bream we love amy <laughs> <It> was, all- <laughs> it was all- she was on not that long ago and you guys were sitting side by side and it was such a, it's one of those photos. Like when I look at them, if I see an image that just looks funny, I can come up with like 10, 20 casts, like really quick. <laughs> and I had so many ideas for that one. I'm like, I can't really use it because I've had start memeing adaptive athletes. Like you guys huh. think it's funny, but the community at large does not find it funny at all. And then I just no. get roasted it just isn't worth
2: it I, so i'm glad that you saw that i tagged you on purpose because i was sending a smoke signal i was like john 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 take this picture and make it into a meme meme, meme. i was like <laughs> if you make this picture into a meme i think i can retire hang up the towel i have achieved all of the things in life i'm pretty You're... sure as a millennial that's going to be my biggest accomplishment that's it <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> that's it
0: you would almost need to be literally the funniest photo on the planet that it doesn't need a caption for me to do it i will get i like there's so many people have no sense of humor over that and again the adaptive community loves it like you guys have the the, the greatest (laughs) sense of humor but everybody else not so much and so i typically stay away from those
1: wait let's let's back up a little bit for our listeners and viewers if you're on youtube who haven't yet been introduced to you, Lauren, because you are an adaptive athlete and this was your first time at the games, but back up a little bit for us and give us a little bit of your story. What division are you in? How did you end up falling in love with CrossFit and making it yeah. all the way up to the ranks of elite athlete in the 2023 yeah. season?
2: Yeah. The big question. I'm actually glad you asked. I've been reflecting on this a lot since I've gotten back from the game just because I've had such a tremendous outreach afterward, like on Instagram of people just saying, oh my gosh, where did you come from? I'm so happy I found you. Like, tell me your story. And I feel I've given people so many different variations of my quote unquote CrossFit journey just because like the path that led me here, I feel like it's like an onion. It's got so many layers. Mayors.
0: Totally
2: just stole that quote from the movie Shrek. Trek. Check. I, Perfect. I'm a cultured and highly professional woman. Um, uh, obviously, that's right. Obviously, but uh, if I was to give like the short and sweet version of my journey, would be that I've been doing CrossFit for a little over ten months, and I have accomplished so much more in this short time frame than I ever thought imaginable. I mean, I mean, truly, it's been. An awesome experience. And so if we rewind my story, just a wee bit to like the day I was born. Just a little bit. What did you like <laughs> Like five minutes, that's all. Yep. Yeah, no big deal. So I was born with a hip deformity and a limb deformity known as PFFD, proximal femoral focal deficiency, which is a hell of a mouthful. But basically what that means is a person's femur bone is affected. It's either shortened when they're born or it's malformed or it's just non existent in its entirety. So, in my case, when I was born, my right leg was significantly shorter than my left. And unlike some people with PFFD, I was actually born with a foot on that residual limb. So, it was On usable foot. It was crooked and like very fragile, but I was working with some incredible doctors at the time, surgeons who wanted to do everything they could to give me the most normal life I could possibly have. And so at the time, my mom and these doctors decided to proceed with a lengthening procedure on my right leg in hopes that it would grow out to normal length. And so this procedure was fairly new in the medical world it had some success rate but we were kind of like pioneers in it if you will and so they tried that a couple times and unfortunately all of those procedures for me failed. How -hmm. old were you when they tried those? Yeah so I was around six my mom said that I had undergone 12 surgeries at that point and so it was clear that that wasn't gonna work as they hoped my leg just wasn't going to grow out. And I would no longer have any use for the foot that I had. So we moved forward with an amputation of that foot. And then following the amputation is when I started learning how to walk with a prosthetic. And at that point, like it wasn't a big deal for me. I was still so young and really like didn't know any other way to walk anyhow. So It what like I feel grateful in the sense of like some people that lose their legs later in life like that's going to be much harder to then try and learn how to walk with a prosthetic. But really, it was just kind of like a natural segue for me. So, long story long, in terms of my CrossFit story, I just grew up like not knowing how to live my life any other way, but then to challenge the limitations of my disability as well as like the assumption that society had on my capabilities as a human being, right? Like I, since I was young, always had this fire within me that just like wanted to prove people wrong, but I also wanted to prove myself right. It was like, yeah, maybe this activity is mostly done by able-bodied people with two legs but like why can't I try and do it with my one leg or like why can't I try and figure out a to work around around that so when I was young I was just like a little monkey my mom hated it I never would wear my prosthetic ever I loved hopping around I loved like jumping off shit jumping off swings jumping on the couches and then I'm like still that way as a 28 year old so not much has changed but then when I went to elementary and middle school and high school, I played sports. I played sports on just like able-bodied teams. So I did volleyball and basketball. I wasn't particularly like played very much, but I still did it. (laughs) I wanted to be an athlete. So I was like, here we are. And then when I was making my way to college, obviously I knew I was never going to be a d1 d2 d3 athlete but i still wanted to keep a healthy lifestyle and have fitness be a part of my day-to-day so i kind of got obsessed with just like going to the gym and doing like very bodybuilding-esque strength training type workouts <clears throat> mondays i do shoulders and chest and then guys i do right like i weirdly got obsessed with like the world of bodybuilding. Have you guys watched those Generation Irons that are on Netflix? No. Oh, they're great. I have Oh, English my God.
0: Yes, they're great.
2: So good. And they just kind of, like, run through the life of famous bodybuilders, and it's awesome. So I was, like, super obsessed with all of that, and I was also, by the way, a golf caddy for, like, over 10 years, which is a completely separate chapter in my book we can touch on later. But anyway, When it came to CrossFit, I was just at a point in my life where I was missing all of like those physical challenges that I had when I was a little bit younger. So like you become a real life adult and then you have a real life job. And then people start asking you about your hobbies and you go, oh my effing gosh, I have no hobbies. Like I'm having this later, 20 like prices like i don't know what to do with myself so i just missed those physical challenges i missed using those challenges as like platforms if you will to encourage others in my shoes who might need like a little bit motivation to do the same thing and i always knew in my heart of heart that i was supposed to be doing something like i am now in my crossfit journey i just I just didn't know what that was for like a couple of years. Right. And when I was growing up, I didn't, I feel like adaptive athletics just wasn't as prevalent as it's starting to become now. Like for sure. I just, I just lived my life trying to be as normal as absolutely possible. Like I never honed in on, Oh, let's encourage the adaptive community. Like let's like try this just like in an adaptive way I was always like no how can I like hide behind the curtains and like I just want people to see me as regular lord with not one leg so so it's just different but now CrossFit it has become so much more than than just a hobby for me it really is it's my livelihood I like to tell people it's my nighttime job I have my daytime job and then I have my nighttime job because I take it very seriously and I work really hard at it and I absolutely adore doing it. So I just feel really grateful that I found CrossFit and I have never really felt like this true to being my actual self before. So I feel really grateful.
0: Was this your first CrossFit Open this year? Like your yeah. first shot at CrossFit at all?
1: What I yeah. like made of questions. Mainly, how do you yeah. get so good so fast? <laughs> yeah, like, I agree. Like all of us want to know. Because everyone had their first year of like, insane. you go in, you PR like every other week when you're brand new because you're learning the right. skills and you like <laughs> pick up stuff quickly. You get strong, quickly, you get faster. But then everybody plateaus. Like I don't understand how you can go from zero to CrossFit Games athlete in 10 months.
2: How? Yeah. I mean so a couple things luckily i feel like you know how i mentioned i i i was in the gym right so like i had some foundational strength yeah in me, for sure and i just had a little bit of like natural athleticism i think i've always kind of had that so when i when i met my coach it was literally like this i was like, okay. CrossFit that's gonna be my path this is my goal like I'm picking this I want to move forward with it I called my coach now and her name is Carrie and she owns a gym that's just right down the street from me a CrossFit gym and I called her just trying to find someone to like teach me the ropes and I was like hey my name's Laureen I know this sounds crazy but I'm an adaptive athlete Never didn't it before, but I really think that I could get to the games because I'm hard work. Yes. And she was like, Okay, crazy lady. Sure, and let's do it. And like I was expecting uh yeah, whenever click by, but you know, she was like, Yeah, I I have never worked with an adaptive athlete before, but I'm more than willing to to try. We can try together. So why don't you come in and let's see what we can do. So when I started at the gym. Her and I worked together a little bit and then I decided to start using the programming from HWPO, which is Matt Frazier's. And uh, I just, he has a flagship program that is really good about just like teaching an athlete how to get into like that competition mode. So like you do a lot of strength work, you do a lot of skill work, you do a lot of whatever, like Metcon. And so I did that for the first six months and then. They have a pro program that's like tailored toward getting you to the CrossFit game. So then I hopped on that bandwagon, which definitely like took my training to the next level. But I really credit the programming from HWPO helping me get to where I'm at. And then I don't know, man, like I just feel really lucky to have picked up these skills quickly. I swear it was like one day I went into the gym. I'd never walked on my hands before. Ever with like, what do you mean I have to hand walk? And I just kind of threw myself up on my hands and I like started doing it. I remember I was by myself in the gym and I'm like screaming. I'm like I'm to get on my hands and I didn't get down from my hands for like a whole five minutes because I was just like so ecstatic that I figured it out. So it happened quickly, but it was also a slow burn of like a lot of days just by myself in the gym grinding it out like yeah. throwing myself up on my hands or trying to do a clean and jerk and bailing or trying handstand push-ups and all the things so yeah, yeah that,
0: was, that was exactly my experience walking on my hands lauren exactly
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no oh no. yeah it? <laughs> yeah not not quite not not quite
1: <laughs> i love that you went i, I really thought that you were going to be like I don't know. I just walked in someday and I never even expected to pick it up or whatever. But I love that you called her and you were like, hey, so like, I'm going to go to the CrossFit games. Yeah. Like that, number one, normally when I hear people say that, I'm like, LOL. Right. But, but and number two, yeah. most people don't don't enter the sport for the very first time with that type of ambition. So I think that is yeah, awesome. And I think that you are like proof positive of setting intentions and like manifesting that type of a destiny. With hard work involved, a hundred percent.
2: You know what else know. Is,
1: is wild about your story that we talk about this a lot. We talk about joining a CrossFit gym as an adult to take control of your health and wellness, to find a little bit of a sense of community maybe. But a, lo- a lot of us are looking to scratch that itch from right. team sports. And, like, a lot of us grew up playing team sports and went to college doing team sports or club sports or something. And, like, when you have that team sports mentality and then you just graduate and you're just, like, floating around in the world by yourself as a grown-up, like, CrossFit really does provide almost like a team sport mentality where, like, you train together and you feed off each other's energy and there's, like, this really healthy competition, but also like very much a supportive environment. I don't know. It just, I don't think we talk about that enough. I think we talk about like coming in and like working on your fitness and your health and your wellness, but like the mentality of someone who grew up in team sports, like you could suffer mentally just not having that type of a balance in your head anymore.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, cause I think two things can be true. I think that CrossFit gyms can be a space where people just want to better their fitness, like you're saying, as an adult, or they want to challenge themselves a little bit more. But there is this entirely other side of the sport where, I mean, yeah, think about it. If you were in college playing a sport, what an identity crisis to come into just the everyday world and be like, oh my gosh, now what? That was like my, that was who I was. And it's very confusing for a lot of people. And of, course, and of course, as an adult, you can play, what, like, rec volleyball and beer leagues and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you can. You can, can, right?
1: But it's different. Like, if you're a team, if you're a team athlete or you played sports in college, I guess even more solo sports, this this counts the same way. You really do have a day job and a night job, the way that you said it. Like, you really do. Your day job is school, probably, at that age. And then your night job, every night, your routine is yeah. Like going to the gym, the same people are there, your team is there, you're doing the thing all together. You want to lift more than the person next to you, oh, yeah. but you're also <laughs> super supportive of what they're doing. Like, we have that exact breakdown of routine the way we've developed it for ourselves as adults in CrossFit. So, that I feel like you totally could go play like a pickleball, which I've never played, right. but I hear is fucking awesome. I hear it's great. I
2: hear it too, especially from people in the CrossFit community. That's what pickleball. I'm like, love I feel like, like such a loser. I have no idea. I've never like, played have you, either. Have you cross, played, John? It,
0: no, Ben plays all the time and he always talks about it and it's so annoying. And Danny <laughs> plays and she talks about it and it's oh, so annoying. Look, it's it's, it's an addictive sport. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but CrossFitters have addictive personalities. Like that's how it works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just highly competitive and it's addictive. And now you can buy extra shoes. They have new shoes for it and there's gear. And that's all
1: I'm saying is to Lauren's point, like you could join rec volleyball that meets every other Thursday, but that's not the same as the sort of like schedule and routine and mentality that you develop for yourself if you're just, if you grew up an athlete of any sort. So that is just a really interesting parallel that I don't think we put enough emphasis on. As a benefit of CrossFit, it's like yeah, missing that if you want to scratch that itch, like this is a really solid environment for that. That going to a global gym by yourself and putting your headphones on and doing your own thing might not really satisfy for you as well.
2: No, and it and it it wasn't like I I was like I I'm so bored I can't do this anymore I can't meet with one more trainer to tell me to do basically the same thing that I was doing before I feel like I'm not even like I'm totally just plateaued I needed something different and. I love the routine that comes with that like being an elite athlete but even if you weren't like a games athlete or trying to compete or whatever I think that CrossFit just and you know, like it allows people to work their job and then go and they have the community there right so they're held accountable to like go to the gym and then also like if you want to keep getting better you know gonna mean well you're probably gonna have to like be a little yeah. healthier. Take care of yourself a little more. Start prioritizing your sleep and just other things in life. And buy a few more pairs of shoes. Uh-huh. Buy all the swag. Spend all your money on cross. Prom- clothes. That's really, if you want to be a true crossfit <laughs> athlete, just do that. True, true. Well, now,
0: now you have all the free noble stuff. So no, Dude, compla- no complaining from you.
2: That's awesome because I had maybe three noble shirts before of which I like asked my mom. I'm like. Hey, mom, if you were to get me anything for Christmas, could it possibly be this specific tank top from <laughs> Noble? Because I refuse to spend $50 on the tank top. I just can't do it. You know? I
1: can't afford this. No. Thing. Well,
0: Same. Same. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I tell you what was, I was really impressed with, and I, I don't know if listeners are going to go back and look, but I did the math. And it's easy to go, well, you started the CrossFit, but it's an adaptive division and of course you got in they only take five they they only take five in your division and this is an established division Mm -hmm. which by the way val cohen has owned that division for the last few years so it's oh yeah that the number one spot was already claimed you've got amy bream in that in that division who's a nike athlete and ridiculously fit so now you got two of the spots that are claimed so the reality is is you there were three up for grabs yeah And so the fact that you came in in the first year and were able to not only overcome that hurdle, but, you know, start to master some of these really complex movements that are required at the games, because it's not like Dave and Boz take it easy on the adaptive athletes or whoever's doing the programming. Like the programming is equally hard year over year over year and continuing to get harder. So it's just, it's crazy impressive to me that you were able to master that in a, you know, essentially a 12 month period. Crazy.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, thank you. I mean, there, we of course learned a lot this year. We ran into our challenges, we ran into things that were like, okay, we gotta work a little bit more here. But nonetheless, like everything that weekend, except for one singular movement, I could do every single one of them. And it was really fun to have Amy Bream there. Her and I, that was one of my favorite parts of the weekend, was just like, the bond that her and I formed over those few days we had been in contact a little like on Instagram beforehand and like formed a bit of a friendship when we were going through the open but I think I would have been really lonely there without her and the the funny thing is is that I've, it's like I equally want her to win but I also equally want to beat her yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: of course and so
2: Throughout the weekend, it was just so fun. We were neck and neck the whole, whole weekend. I think we won the same amount of events. We came in twenty point shy of each other, and it was just so fun. It was like I'd win one, Amy would win. One, I'd win one, Amy would win one, and we were just chasing after each other the whole weekend. But then we'd go to the finish line, and we were like high fiving and being like awesome dude. Or we'd be in the athlete warm up area, and it wasn't like Amy and I eyeing each other from afar, like oh you know, how is she doing that? And how can I beat her with it? We would literally come together and be like, Hey, this is my strategy for the event. What is your strategy for the event? And we would talk through it together and we would go into the events quite literally having talked through strategy together. Like when I guess it's like at that point, every man for the, themselves. Sure. But it was like, I, I think we both wanted each other to exceed, succeed yeah. and, it was just really fun to to do that kind of in unison with one another. I,
0: I have this mental image of you two guys doing this. And it would be <laughs> the, for, for people listening that haven't seen you in person. It'd be the equivalent of like Brent Fakowski. <laughs> you would be Brent in this scenario yeah. because you're very tall. Yes. And she would be like Matt Frazier. Like that's the difference in your height. You yeah. know, oh, so I just it, imagine yeah. you guys together and how, how fun that would look.
2: It's it's pretty stunning. We are like. Kind of two peas in a pod in that way i I think Amy comes up to like my waistline quite literally. adorable yeah. Is yeah, I'm pretty sure. so it is so funny and a couple times in the beginning we were corralled like right next to each other and i don't know we would just be shooting the shit laughing trying to like take away the dread and i would say like maybe two or three times we definitely like had to somewhat be separated they're like we're gonna separate you guys if you don't stop having so much fun over there like well (laughs) we sorry about it (laughs) that's
1: we were it's funny we were just talking to ariel lowen on the show last night and was asking her some of the the same questions about like what is it like, what is the vibe backstage in the corral? Because she's very much like you and she's very down to earth and she's open to talk to people and some folks in the corrals and in the warm up area, they they really have blinders on and oh, they're yeah. laser focused. And it's cool. Like they they right. do their own thing and you gotta respect it and you give them some space so that they can just stay in their own head space and that's totally fine. But yeah. I do love from an outside perspective, when athletes are just kind of like really enjoying the moment for what it is. And I love that you guys, like you guys talking strategy is so very much a testament to like, you want to go out there and prove that you're the fittest on earth Mm -hmm. out of the other fittest on earth. Right. And so if like, if you gave anyone a tip that helped them out there with their fitness, like, great. You want to go out there and beat them yeah and now they're sure. they're the next best athlete out there it's not like you withheld yeah. something so that they're not going to do well it's like no I want to be the fittest out of everyone no matter what they do or how they do it so I do yeah that you guys had that opportunity with one another.
2: yeah no I mean in my opinion like just gosh in every area of my life but especially this CrossFit journey it's so much more special when you can share your successes mm-hmm. in that way like why I I just oh I just don't get any gratification by like crossing that finish line, beating my chest, and being like "Ha ha, you suck!" and right. I withheld this tip from you, and I knew it was gonna screw you over or something like that. Like, right. it just sounds so silly. Like at the end of the day, this is just fitness, and essentially we all love fitness, and we're all out there wanting to have fun and yes, compete. But like, there were the, like the first day of competition I could feel myself getting just like stressed and overwhelmed mm. and like please don't talk to like don't talk to me I had my mom and my partner there too like oh my gosh just leave me alone and I was like no 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 like I I really I just I don't want to go through like this I want to take it all in as much as I can, especially with this being the last year in Madison and obviously we don't really know what the future holds for the adaptive division so i just wanted to do what i could to experience the people i was around and just being there right being mm-hmm. there out on the field and and in the coliseum the coliseum was my favorite by the way the field Feels sucked it. the field was yeah. so, so hot. hot. so oh hot dude. yeah dude it is one thing to like do a terrible workout in a gym but then like take it outside on turf where the turf is unstable and the the sun just feels like a spotlight specifically coming down on you, like the higher power is like, haha, I kind of want to see how close to death I can bring you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, make it stop. But the coliseum, yeah. being under those lights, and when you know the seats are full and the crowd is just like the energy, it's so cool. It is such a cool experience. I loved it.
1: Yeah, yeah the North Park field was particularly sauna yeah this year and (laughs) i told i had told matt like all week i was like don't come i know you're gonna miss half a day of competition but like do not bring the baby out to the north park to watch anything because there are zero spots of shade and you will both burn in the first 30 seconds it's gonna be a bad week for everyone like don't don't do it
2: no not even just yeah not that's the thing it wasn't even just for the athletes like i was like it's almost I bet it sucked worse to be a spectator because you were just standing there watching at that point. I mean, people it's... can take it. He's just a ginger, and then the, okay. the two-year-old has
1: very sensitive skin. So I was like, right. we're well, fucking with hats and sunscreen. You guys hats and sunscreen might not cut it. Oh no, that's fair.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm hopeful whatever they decide for the adaptive community, whatever that competition in the future looks like, you get the similar experience because I think that's the. The yeah. memorable part for you guys coming back i mean you mentioned yeah. right off the top is the crowd like having people cheer for you and to be there watching is is really impactful and it needs to be more than just your immediate family well that's that's the yeah. key is like how, how do they pull that off in a way that makes sense like will wide does a really nice job with it i know
2: yeah
0: there's the the competition in spain or in europe that does yep. a similar good job so hopefully one of those will We'll fill in that space and give you guys the opportunity to still get a, a really good live competition experience for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Agreed. I'm really excited for, I'm going to do Wheel Lod this year as well. And hopefully a lot of blues that. And I was chatting with Amy a little bit about those, both those competitions and she was like, they're great. And the programming is awesome. And one thing that keeps me optimistic about this whole adaptive CrossFit space is the fact that kevin ogar is now in this new mm-hmm. role that he's in yep. and in taking more leadership there and uh, he was just so kind this year kind of to like pull me aside almost afterward and just be like keep just keep hanging in like things are going to get good better. kid yeah like <laughs> like, like <laughs> things are gonna like get better like i'm gonna make sure of it you know what yeah. i mean so whatever that means i don't know but i i know it's a priority to him especially And his wife shannon and just and like stouty and and all those great people so i know it's at the forefront of their mind and and i i heard you talk john about how perhaps it would be a good idea for like crossfit to almost make this like a separate event from and it's like i have a hard time knowing what the right answer is because i was like oh that could be really cool. Then we would kind of mm-hmm. have more of the spotlight on us. But then at the same time, I think about it from like a logistical perspective. So, okay, you have people who are spending money and making their one trip a year going to the Cross games. Like, would if we had this separate adaptive event, would it still be really lackluster in the mm-hmm. attendance? And would it still just end up being immediate friends and family and people who want to court? I don't know. So. It's really hard to say what the future looks like, but I know that I am just getting started on this journey and I don't want to go anywhere anytime soon. So I
0: I would tell you my strongest pitch for making it its own independent event and figuring out how to make it profitable. And there are ways to do that. We don't need to go into that here. But the reason why I think it would be great as its own individual event is my gripe all along around the adaptive side of the games is that all you hear from people outside of the adaptive community is, oh, they're so inspirational. And it's like this whole inspiration porn thing just drives me crazy. It's like, you know, like you guys work your ass, like you guys do so many things well that like, why are we focused on what the impairment is when you're out there doing handstand walks in your first year? I've been doing this for a decade and I still can't do them. I'm not inspired by you. I'm mad at you a little bit, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm I'm jealous of you. And and that's why I think its own individual event is important because it's no longer about inspiration. It's it's about what's possible. Like what can people do? And then you can capture that content for others to see. So if there's someone else out there that has a similar impairment, they're gonna see you doing handstand walks and go, right. Well, hell, what am I doing sitting on the couch? I guess I need to go learn to do handstand walks now. Right. Just like yeah. when I see an old guy doing muscle ups, I'm like, Well, shit, <laughs> I gotta do muscle ups now. Like that's
2: kind of inspiring to me, even I'm like um, um, what are they about to do two steps on a random pin? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that is the like point. some
1: middle-aged right? goals right there. Oh, like, right, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> I get I get where you're coming from, Lauren. I think we're not we're not gonna make everybody happy, right? Like we're gonna no matter what, people are gonna be pissed off. Because I can understand the argument of like the one trip a year and the where are the right. CrossFitter's gonna put their money, right? Like I can also understand John's argument of like separate the events so that there's not so much of a comparison game. Right. It's like the elite athletes, the able bodied elite athletes are doing this and so are the adaptives. So aren't they inspirational? But I yeah. also see the flip side of that argument, which is like the whole point is we're all on the same even playing field. And right. so, so why do I need my own competition? I can do the able bodied competition, just put me with those people too. You sure. know what I mean? Like I get, yeah. I get both sides of it. But I think was we had Tom Miazga on the show the other day. I oh, yeah. I think he said it best where he was like, people are going to be pissed and people are going to do the wrong thing with the right intentions. And the most important thing is that adaptive yeah. athletes keep showing up and keep registering and keep giving them the feedback to keep getting better, which is hard. Yes. That's a hard I, to
2: ask of you guys. Yep, It's uh, I completely agree with that and with Tom and. And that's what's keeping me here too, because like look, it's hard enough to be a full-time athlete as just like the able-bodied elite athlete. It's a whole other thing to try and do this journey as an adaptive athlete. Right. And like when you have a mortgage to pay and all those things and there's not much of a payout because of it. But something I will say is like I've talked to a handful of other adaptive athletes on like through Instagram, and it's like the, the whole coverage thing that happened at the games and just the classification process and some of the programming, then I'll get messages like, ah, oh, good for you for doing it, but this is exactly why I'm no longer doing the open or this is exactly why I'm not right. doing the CrossFit Games anymore. It's just too mentally frustrating for me at this point. I've done it for a few years and I just I just can't put myself through it anymore. And so it's like this double-edged sword of like, I get both sides, right? It's like, how, you, like how can you expect people to just keep putting themselves out there if you're not going to give them what they deserve really in return. But at the same time, I I understand these business kind of decision-making, thinking processes on the CrossFit side. Well, like we need you though to show us that this is worthwhile. So yeah. CrossFit has made
0: a lot of unforced errors when it comes to the adaptive community. But if you want some hope, and I have some, is that Tom, who didn't tell us this on the show because he couldn't, but he still should have spilled the beans, is now part of the. <laughs> he's now part of the ATA, so he's part of the Adaptive Training Academy. So
1: it. Yeah, yes. yeah.
0: And Tom is about as good a guy as you'll ever meet. So that's really? huge. Yeah. You've got obviously Kevin Ogar and Stoudy and yeah. those guys behind the scenes now working mm-hmm. on the game side, which they weren't really doing that before. So it's basically, right. yeah. basically the Wheel Wide team. Putting it together, and they no one's got more experience than them. And so, I got to believe they're bringing in the right people to help shape this. It's still nowhere near where I think anyone wants it. I'm certainly going to continue to be critical until they get it fixed, but sure, but but I have a lot of hope that it's getting better. And so, I think that's a plus for sure.
2: Yeah, I have a lot of hope too. And I think we can look at the negatives or, oh, this can be better or blah, 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 blah and, and get lost and all of that. But something I will say is like, when I was having this midlife, late twenties crisis that I was having, I was like, well, what what do I do? Like, what, what could I do to get this like competitive athlete itch out of my system? And it was like, okay, I guess maybe the Paralympics, but for some reason, anything with like Olympics at the end of it, it just seems so like out of reach. And You're like, eh, I don't know. That seems like really a lot. Or like doing just like wreck things, right? And so when I found CrossFit and then that CrossFit had an adaptive division, I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. I had no idea. I have not found one other thing that is like this. So to to like... The benefit of crossfit like they're doing something that like not a lot of other organizations or organizations are doing so i do yeah. think they jer- deserve some credit for that
0: at least yeah, yeah for sure and, and look you carry yourself like an athlete it's that they need they need you bluntly like they need people yeah. like you that are able to speak on their behalf and talk about how great yeah. it can be and and your progress through it like when i met you the funny thing is when i met you at that bar mm-hmm. i'm t- sitting there talking to you and your coach and you had on your athlete's jersey <laughs> and i was racking my brain to try to figure out who you were i'm like how do i not know this athlete how do i mm-hmm. not know who she is like because oh, i didn't cause look she brand new yeah well yeah. i i didn't know she was an adaptive athlete like i didn't know you at all oh, like i right. just saw i just saw the jersey the jerseys don't say adaptive they just have your last name on it so i'm like i don't know who this is and i'm like I'm trying to size you up by age and i'm like she's too tall to be like <laughs> in the elites but she's in the right age to be in the elites <laughs> like yeah who is this person it took me forever to figure it out but but the, the point was though is like you speak confidently like any athlete we've ever spoken to and that's what the adaptive athlete divisions need people that treat it like it is which is it's it's a actual competition it's not some I don't even know what the right word for it is but you know, you always hear the whole inspiration word thrown around. It's not that it's a true competition that takes yeah. real hard work and you do a lot of complex movements. Yeah. And, and so yeah. I think the more athletes like you that step in, that can do that, the better the sport's going to be, the quicker it'll grow, the more people will join, more people will be part of the open and, and it'll happen.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And like something that's important to me in this space is, is to show people like, not like, oh wow, you can you can deadlift this this weight with one leg. No, you you are just a simply good athlete and you can just deadlift a crazy amount right. of weight, right? Like I wanna start trying to change the narrative of the adaptive division in that way. So it kind of clears up some of that. Like, yeah, of course. Like that's like thank you for like telling me I'm an inspiration. Like, wow, I they secretly don't know. I'm just like a normal girl. But right. like to be like these are athletes too because that 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 is how i i i treat my training like i every extra amount of time that i have in my day that i'm not at my day job that paid my bills i'm training or i'm thinking about how i can better myself as an athlete thinking about the next thing that i have in store i consider myself to be of the elite level doing things that even able-bodied people can't and one thing that like I've somewhat struggled with through this process too is like in CrossFit we refer to the individuals right as the elite athletes and then it's masters and adaptive and it's like yes but they're the elite individuals and then we are the elite masters and the elite adaptive right like Mm -hmm. I want to start being able to name these things in this division for us because I think that sometimes people don't recognize that we're, we're putting in a, a lot of time, effort, sacrifice, and work as well. I'll
0: fight yeah. that battle for you. That's a good Thank point. Thank you. Yeah. You, uh, you mentioned earlier your family and your partner making this trip. Do they, yeah. what, what, How do they all feel about this?
2: So my mom is total mama bear. I'm from Michigan. And so, and I live in Colorado now. And so Unfortunately, all my family is back in Michigan and I don't get to see them as often as I'd like, but my mom and I are super close. So she, of course, made the trip to Madison with my partner and they were my biggest cheerleaders in the stands. My mom does not really get CrossFit. My yeah, coach was like, yeah. yeah, she was like, your mom is such a mom. She kept turning to me and being like, Is she okay? Is everything okay? Is she pretty? Right. And my coach is like, she's fine. Push harder. <laughs> like yelling at me on the field. And uh, but oh, I God. think throughout the weekend she started to like get to just the gist of things. And uh, it was just really fun to have them there. And my partner, she doesn't do CrossFit, but could not be just like more supportive of me on this journey. I mean, seriously, they could make me emotional. I feel so thankful to. To have support in that way and then just all my friends in general and my colleagues even i mean everyone has just been so so supportive of me doing this and so it's just it's invalidating yeah. to have people be like i see you like keep going this is great yeah. so it was fun yeah. to
1: have them there just on the on the topic of being seen really yeah i think the one place where i really like the word inspiration. Mm -hmm. For you guys in your division is when you think about what a figurehead of the sport you are for younger athletes who also have disabilities and impairments and maybe didn't have that type of representation in such a public way. Yeah. In the past, I mean, did you have that when you were younger? Was there anyone that you could see or look up to to make you say, oh, I can do that. That's badass.
2: Right no and that's the thing and and like going back to what I was saying I just feel adaptive athletics and like also just being different in general is now becoming a more accepted thing in society like as of the past few years really no when I was growing up yeah things were not always easy like people weren't always nice right like Mm -hmm. I had to hide behind who I really was like It's only as of recent that I've been comfortable just taking my leg off in the gym, throwing it around the competition floor, like being like, whatever, man, I don't care. Like I'm taking this thing off. Like I wouldn't even, it was hard for me to even go to like the pool with my friends and take my leg off. Right. It was super uncomfortable. And so that's a huge motivation for me. If I could be that for even just one small human, That would really mean everything to me. I wish that I had that. I had to just become that for myself, but I would really love to just be any small sort of inspiration for, again, someone following in a similar path. I actually had a mom reach out to me on Instagram after the games and it fully brought me to tears. She was just like, hey, Lauren, I saw you at the games my daughter, she's two and has pffd and after saying what you do i just like felt so happy to know that my girl's gonna have a bright future ahead and she there's just there's just so much endless possibility for her in the future so thank you for showing what's possible and i was just like that's why i'm here yeah. that is absolutely why i'm here i don't care about the rest like yes of course i'm an athlete like there's competition involved but that's what motivates me to keep going on this journey so yeah.
1: That type of representation is so important. I mean, it can it change is. someone's life. It can, yeah. You don't know, like, if that mom is showing her daughter videos of you and that sets her up, like, right. for some kind of path in life that she maybe never, ever would have imagined for herself.
2: That's yeah. Crazy. It's, it's crazy. And it's so someone I will say who was that sort of inspiration for me later in life was amy breen like when i got into this space my coach and i just ended up kind of like stumbling across amy being like oh my gosh what like wait look at her she's like y'all are kind of the same and she's like doing what you're what you're setting out to do like oh my gosh like look at that definitely like let's keep going and let's study some of the challenges that she's facing the way she's modifying movements and just like let's keep up with her story so we can try and mirror it toward you so in addition to like wanting to do this for young athletes i hope it ends up being the trickle effect of like yeah amy's in the space now i got into the space now hopefully maybe next year someone will kind of come out of the woodworks and be like all right yeah i see you guys i want to give it a shot too and hope I, it, I, it's it can be hard but it's also fun p- kind of being in this pioneer mode of like yeah. let's build this thing to something really special because i do think it could be something really special
1: well oh, you, girl, actually... you just wait until a bunch of 20 year olds start coming up into space <laughs> and then you're over oh. 30 and they're oh, recovering and you're like no actually i take it every yeah, leave.
2: They they me. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well you guys are actually building out something far bigger like i nikki and i have been in the space long enough to remember When, when Froning was coming up and Mm -hmm. people couldn't believe what he was doing. But over the years, as people have studied the Fronings and the Frazier's of the world and figured out how to program for that, it's changed the everyday athlete's programming. Like you talked about it on the hard work pays off, right? Well, it's probably no different than what you and Amy are doing. People are, you just said it, going in and studying and seeing how you're adapting and how, how your workouts have to change. And everyone that comes after you are going to learn from that. And mm-hmm. athletes are going to get far better well, over the years. And that's, that's, it. that's the great thing about it though. And I think that is where this representation is so important because you're, you're building something that otherwise will not get built. Yeah. And yes. it's, it's really amazing when you think of it like
2: that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, by the way, I, my body is already hurting. And so like yeah thanks a lot my <laughs> yeah. changes just wait right but like that's kind of the goal to right like at least for me especially in this adaptive space it's like almost kind of build something to where like you kind of push yourself out of it right yeah you yeah. have built a community so strong that it's like bye-bye like you're old news now right yeah. and like essentially that's kind of that's kind of a goal so I'm excited to see what we can do over the next few years. I'm excited to just like Amy's been great and I'm excited to 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 keep competing alongside of her and hopefully some of these other athletes and meeting new people at Wheel Wad as well who embody the same passion.
0: So so what's next for you got Wheel Wad and hey. Wanapalooza? You doing both of those?
2: Doing both of those. So the Wannapalooza. Qualifiers are coming up like way quicker than I would like them to. They're going to be, I think, so it's two week span. I think it's like second, third week of September, or maybe third or fourth week. So I don't know what those are going to look like. I hope they don't hurt too bad because I did not take off too much time. I'm still like in the gym trying to keep up with my fitness, but I'm also trying to give myself a little bit of a mental reset. So we'll see how I go into those and how I feel. And then, yes, Wheel Wad is taking place the end of November, kind of first week of December in Raleigh, North Carolina. So really looking forward to that one. Pace. I have just heard the most amazing things about that competition.
0: Well, I think we're going to tr- I'm going to try to get there for sure. I oh, think okay. we're gonna try
1: to get out there. Yeah, we've been talking about how fun it would be to come out and maybe just do some daily recaps or or meet. Athletes. And it would be so fun. It has to be right around the freaking thanksgiving holiday man that's the I only thing that's gonna complicate life for me
2: God. same well family's just like oh can we come out and visit i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like maybe come on, i don't have a right i, I can not really hang out and drink or eat the problem yeah. is though like i don't know how your families are when my family comes around i have to like be like la 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 no my polish family loves to eat and drink yeah and, same. and same. eat and drink and i'm just yeah. like dude please <laughs> We're We're competition, big
1: ukrainian jewish family on okay, the so so same it. vibe yeah Well, yeah. yeah. i mean it's fine it's, it's fine. The best. not, no, like, it's not, not when, <laughs> when you're focusing and you're like i leave for competition in five days everybody get out of my face (laughs) exactly
0: well we're gonna we're gonna try to get there it's a short flight for me so i'm pretty confident i can make it we're hopeful that we can both go and we're talking about maybe some future adaptive uh, comps or we can show up and do some recaps and interview athletes and that sort of thing give some more support to the community for sure so
2: yeah that would be so appreciated because i mean i know that i know so many of the other adaptive athletes in the space are just kind of looking for some of that attention too, and well-deserved. And I just think the more people are willing to come out and, and like spread the word and share people's stories about her. So that would be so appreciated.
0: Yeah. What's well, it's a great, it's a great comp. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I don't want to go simply because it's an adaptive comp. It's a fun comp to go to. and You want to
2: go because it's functional.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, so that's, yeah, that.
2: Yeah.
1: I knew oh, where you at were at the going. start of every event. That's what we were going to lead in with. Welcome yes. to the inspirational. Yeah. Exactly. People really go for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. They love it. Well, Lauren, thank you for joining us. Super fun tonight. An
2: honor and a privilege, truly. I appreciate oh. it.
0: If everyone wants to follow Lauren, she has followed the path of every adaptive athlete made a funny <laughs> name at Solo Leg Lolo. So S O L O L E G L O L O. I love that also I was i was also today years old when i figured out what your name actually meant i had to like read it across i'm like oh i get it
2: oh I we this name came up speaking of drinking was me and like three other girlfriends having a bottle of red and we were like okay it's go time we need to figure out something good amy's already got one leg to stand on there's carbon fiber john i'm like shit and people were like, lower and lower, low, low, so low. Let oh my god! Did I it. love it. And so I just did it on the spot. That's epic! I mean, my God, god. Was
1: born, right? I love it. People need to hire you for their like stupid wedding hashtags and all those other things that they come up with.
2: Yeah, right. Oh, I'm yes. always down for some side hustle income. Consultant, oh, yeah. <laughs> drunk consultant. Yes, that's
1: perfect.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. It's been Thank a you, blast, man. and. We can't wait to see you compete again.
2: Yeah. Sounds great. Looking forward to seeing you guys soon.
0: Nikki, two nights in a row. We're killing it. Look at us. We're doing
2: great. I'm so proud of us.
0: Up till 930. It's impressive for you. I like that. Not
2: for
1: much longer. Not
0: for much longer. (laughs) You, You and me both. All right. Well, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining and we'll chat with you guys soon.